Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. Hey, hello Insta. It's Jay from Lads Talk Health. As always, Sending you nothing but loads and loads of loving, positive energy, loads of kindness and just take a barrel load of that from me to you and pass it on because in this day and age, what's going on currently, we definitely need to be concentrating on being kind to each other. There's my beautiful mate, Harry Thomas. He's going to request to come up. Hi John. John unvaccinated. <laughs> Look at the person who just joined. John unvaccinated. Woo! Go John. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing mate? You alright? Yeah, really good man. You? Yeah, oh you're not coming through my... Okay, I just uh, they stopped working. Can you hear me okay still? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, fine. These the just packed up. Hi, Karen. Someone else just uh, jumped on. Cool, mate. Well, what what are what are twenty four hours, eh? No, it's gone uh, cr- crazy. I had uh, a Telegram video that I posted three days ago, and it's up to thirty five thousand views already on on my page. And there's another page where it's up to ten thousand views, and. It's been incredible, actually, the, the feedback, the, the messages. I've never experienced anything like that uh, before. But, yeah, it's felt – I don't know how influencers do it, and I don't know how <laughs> celebrities can be on their phone all the time. It's just been nonstop. But it's been – I think it's been needed, and it's been something that has been needed to be shared for a little while. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens over the next few days because the, the contacts that I've been – connecting with have been really really interesting people and they've all got their stories to share as well fantastic and uh yeah it's tonight's chat is definitely going to be based on a lot we touched on uh, recently on on sundays we do a show on a, a platform on, on insta on a platform called my bromley where we started touching on um common law which um it's something that's very dear to me that uh harry i think i'm all right in saying that i when what I went through with the courts was when I introduced, was that, did I introduce you to that? Yeah, a long time you, ago now. A long time back now, wasn't it? So yeah, I, um, I realised, uh, actually I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll go, I'll give this as my example, but tonight's chat is going to be about truth and the power of telling your own truths and being brave enough to stand on them. And I say brave enough to stand on them because currently there's a big shift that everyone's experiencing and tonight I'm going to address them people that are on the fence as well because there's a lot of you on there, hello Matt, um, but there is a shift happening. We're living through something at the moment where people's truths inherently inside them are sort of knocking upstairs going, hello, I'm not feeling quite right about what's ha- actually happening at the moment. The fact that I wasn't able to see my nan who died on her own in the hospice and that's just one awful example that's happened thousands and thousands of times over, but we could list so many, and we're going to touch on some needs tonight. But the point is, for me, it's been a journey, uh, my journey into looking into truths started 20 years ago with 
That's when I started looking into truths. And for the last 20 years, I've been ridiculed, so has Harry, um, over the stuff that we've looked at. And it's interesting because when you start looking into um, life, real life, not what you're told on the television, but actually using your senses and looking into life yourself and doing a bit of research, you find your truth. But then what happens is, is it can be quite a lot to deal with. Because the first thing you go through, which I went through, is anger. How the fuck have they mugged me off for so long? Have I been duped? And you're angry because you realize all the stuff that you're looking around and, and that tugs on your heartstrings, like people being homeless, and the clear disparity in the, in the distribution of wealth and money, knowing that money is something that's just made up. You're seeing all this stuff. And then you start going down this truth route. You realize we are being shafted at every level. So the first, and for those on the fence now as well, I'm definitely addressing you because I don't know about you, Harry, but over the last definitely week or so, I've had a lot of people reach out to me that used to be ridiculers, people that wouldn't want to talk about these subjects, but now are, are subtly trying to uh, uh, just get, get the attention and trying to get a You know that stuff you spoke about before, about common law and... Because they're feeling now, they're experiencing this shift whereby they know something's not right, something's not fair. Something's just not fair. Look around you at the moment. Does it seem like it's fair what's going on? Where 99.9% .9 of us are getting poorer and having our human rights taken away. And there's this minute little percentage at the top that are reporting record high profits during this pandemic period, while the rest of us, people like Harry, lost two businesses. And that's just one, that's one person sitting there on this. I'm sure there's people who get to watch this will resonate with that as well. But after that feeling of, of that anger, of, of when you find your truth and realise that you've been duped, and this took me a long time to realise, is you then can take a sigh of relief to the next stage, which is, which is acceptance, because it's the ego, as me and Harry always talk about, the first thing that gets angry when you start looking into truth, into COVID, into 9-11, into the banking system, into common law. <laughs> common law, that's the big one, people, by the way, because this is something we're all inherently entitled to. When you start looking into what rights you have as a human being, and once that anger goes and your ego's fired up, and you let that go, what you're then left with is that beautiful, soulful moment where you realise, oh my fucking God, how important am I? I've got rights that inherently I knew, but was just always accepted these labels that I was, for example, you hand over nine tenths of anything you ever buy of meaning, including your kids which you produce, you hand over to the state. When you start realising what you've handed over, you can then work on getting it back and taking your life back, your control back. For those of you who've seen Harry's video recently about coming back from a red-listed country, what a fantastic video. If anyone's not seen that, go and watch it. Harry stuck to his truth. Harry stuck to what common law tells us we're entitled to, and Harry didn't pay £2,000 to go into a quarantine, to have the privilege of being banged up for 23 hours a day and being told when you can eat and when you can't eat. Didn't have to do none of that because he found his truth. And 
You'll see on the video how he's fair to say, and I'm going to hand over to you in a second, you was nervous. And this is definitely anger, then bereavement, then comes taking out, perfect, thank you very much, Karen. That is the process. You take back control. And this is something, me and Harry, for those who don't know, for the last eight years, we've worked predominantly with people that have been told they're going to die, mainly with cancer. And it's the same across the board. Even from the medicinal perspective, I can tell you from cancer, what we're told about cancer is a load of bollocks. It's a load of bollocks. The human body inherently deals with cancer cells on a daily basis with a process called apoptosis, with a system called the endocannabinoid system. Once you start going into what you've got as a human being, your truth, you open the door to a whole new platform of a world where all of a sudden you're at the center and it's down to you what choices you're going to look into, what beliefs. Because it will start with a thought, then a belief, but you can turn that belief into a knowing with a bit of research. And we're going to touch on some of these things tonight with common law. But I think my point of this intro was, do you know what? Also to say thank you for anyone who's joined. We've recently launched over the last 48 hours some Telegram, uh, a couple of Telegram pages, which I suggest people please sign up to, the ones that already have. Thank you so much. It's been overwhelming the amount of love and all the questions and, and we're going to try and address as much of this stuff because common law right now seems to be a hot topic for obvious reasons because at the minute everyone's getting their human rights taken away from them. So we're definitely going to touch on that tonight. But yeah, thank you for those people that have joined our uh, Lads Talk Health Telegram page. Please search it. There's two of them and there's a Divine Truth Telegram group as well. Um, but yeah, from our souls to yours, I just want to say thank you, because there's nothing, Lads Talk Health is not about me and Harry, it's not the Harry and James show. What it's about, two people that get fucking excited, sharing information with each other, and then to find new people like you lot, that are also into this stuff, and want to talk to us about things. It's fucking great, it's amazing. And yeah, so tonight's show is going to be about the power of truth. Yeah, great intro, mate. And just uh, on that, the, like, all the things that me and James have looked into over the years, we've been labelled all these different titles, the biggest one being conspiracy theorist. But what we want to try to highlight is everything that we're looking into and everything we're going to talk about, to where we are now, everything intertwangles with each other. So it's almost like you question yourself, you doubt yourself, others doubt yourself, you lose your friends, you lose your family, like you go on this whole journey. And you realise it's not a linear way either. You go forward and then you're like, ah, I'm not going to look at that anymore. I mostly drive myself crazy. I'll go back. But what seems to happen is you get to this point again where you're like, I was on the right path anyway. And you could even call this a spiritual journey. I look back to everything that I'm into now. It still comes back to the fundamentals and the foundations of the way of looking into things before. But like James said, we work with people that have been told they're going to die. And healing is one of the most important things. Health, happiness, love, again, ties into taking back your own power. And what happens in the world that we live in is from a very young age, we literally are seeking for help all the time. We put our faith into medicine. And I mentioned it the other day, you get a cough, your mum gives you a cow pole, you get a headache, you get a tablet, aspirin. So already from a young age, we're already putting our faith into something else. But when we do that, we don't put our faith into ourselves. If we were told, this all comes back to education. If we were told and instructed and shown and actually experienced 
don't worry. That's part of the process. You're going to be fine. Your body is amazing. Your body is incredible. It heals itself. If we were told all that from a young age, the stresses, the anxiety, and all the nonsense that we learn at school, we'd have been taught how to actually live life, enjoy life, be excited with it. We wouldn't know about war. We wouldn't know about all these divides and conflicts. And there's a lot. And it all starts back just to education. So where me and James have got to now is that we've been labelled healers, therapists, coaches. We call ourselves sharers. We share information. We, we find information to find our own truth. And when it's coming to truth, your own truth is only your truth. It, it doesn't mean everyone else's truth is going to be the same as yours. Everyone is unique. Everyone's different. And even on the truth movement, there's a lot of competition of, I found it first, or no, no, I want to be right. Truth is truth. You can't argue with it. That is the only way. So what happens is, is the things that we have looked into over the years that we would have believed before, later on down the line, we've been shown something else, which like, literally outweighs all of that. So what we can do is let it go. This new one becomes truth. What a lot of people find it tough is to let go of things. And the scary thing is, is where we're at this part of our lives now, especially the different generations, you think our grandparents, they literally had one source of information. Let's go back to the war. They had a radio. They were just told one thing. Then when we had the TV, it was mostly one or two news channels. We had the, the four channels, then channel five come. But we're still being fed just this one line of information. Now we're exposed to everything. But because we've been built up with these values passed on through the family chains, it's very hard to let it go. Me and James talk about ego quite a lot. And when you become aware of all these uh, limiting beliefs, all these values, all these knowings that you think is truth, and then someone like me and James comes along and go, what about this? You start getting attacked, <laughs> ridiculed, and, and it gets personal. So, yeah. so this whole talk really is just a kind of make people aware really of how we react, how other people react, but also encourage people. It's okay to change. Like life changes anyway. You 10 years ago is not who you are now. We've all changed, but people can't accept the small changes in a small amount of time. And once you start being open to changing and, and actually looking to things yourself and then trying to work out what actually does seem right. If I take everything else away, what, what feels right to me? And that's that part is trusting your gut feeling, your intuition. And me and James talk about the second part to our healing is your soul. Once you can start trusting your soul and being okay with that, you start becoming more healthier. You become more confident. You're in flow more often. You can deal with all the stresses that other people throw at you because you know your truth. So although it's labeled conspiracy, let's remove that. It's truth. And once you can remove these titles, all of a sudden you start thriving more in life. Beautiful, mate. So many bombs. Now, a couple of things you touched on, which is so important for people to understand as well. And this is, again, for the, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of people lately that are on the fence. They're on the fence about COVID. They're on the fence about vaccinations. They're on the fence about religion. They're on the fence about creation. There, there, there's this shift of unsureness. So first and foremost, I want to address that. You people, you're in the perfect position 
because what happens next is the fun bit. Because right now, that unsureness, that's your soul. It's finally saying, hold on, 99% fucking survival rate, and you're pushing vaccines on me from a guy who's a eugenicist talking about killing us all with vaccines 10 years ago. Bill Gates, TED Talk, have a look. Like, you're looking at, at, at all the different information, all different doctors all of a sudden coming out and saying, actually, no, this isn't a good vaccine. Like, this is what we're currently living in. Now, that, that state of fear that you're currently experiencing, but with a... With a, with a, all of a sudden there's a, an unbalance of, well, hold on, now this don't feel right. You're in the perfect position. This is the perfect time. What you're experiencing is the beginning of you finding your truth, which is your soul. Your soul is your truth. Your soul has nothing to do with the inner dialogue that's putting you in a state of unsureness. That's all your ego. That's all the stuff that's been fired at you from the television, from our parents as children, from being sat down in front of a teacher to look up to and then be told everything all the time as a child. We've been programmed from day one. And that is not a conspiracy either. It's just the way life is. I've experienced that. You've experienced that. That's the truth. Okay? But that's the truth. All right, and now this is when you find your truth. You're on the fence right now. You're feeling not sure. You've got half of your friends that are being jabbed. The other half, you, you, something inside you just saying, well, I don't know if I want to go and, and, and get a double jab and all the rest of it. You've got that feeling. This is what you do next. You accept just how fantastic you are to have got this far. Because what happens next is after that unsureness and you take that step, by doing your own research, that's something me and Harry say every single time. Don't take any of our words for gospel. Go look into it yourself. But we'll give you some pointers tonight to have a look into stuff that changed our lives. Stuff that changed our lives massively. Nothing more so than working with people that have been told that they're going to die. All you get from them people, I can tell you, is truth. Hard-hitting truth that forces a little mirror up in front of your face that you have to face yourself. And that, on the fence, people, is where you are at the minute. Every now and again, this mirror's coming up. You don't look it, because if you look into it, you're going to go, I know a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, inherently in my soul, is wrong. But you don't want to go there because you're worried about how your truth is going to be received by somebody else. Well, here's a fun fact. If your truth is your truth, you have no responsibility on how that is received by anybody else. That's not how it works. Like how he said, too many people are involved in the truth movement. And I've experienced this 20 years down the line. And by the way, I'm not one of these ones that say, I've been doing this since 9-11, and and, and, which is what a lot of people tend to do. And they have to be right. I can tell you this, 20 years down the line, the only thing I'm sure about now is I know less about things than when I started this 20 years ago. Because once you start going into this alternative way of thinking, the truth is you can just accept that you're never really going to know exactly what's going on other than what you feel inside. And there's your truth. It's your feeling. It's your trusting. And that's the gut. That's not from the head. The head will tell you, no, that's, it. that's, that's gas. You need to go for a dump. That, no, it's your soul that's telling you, no, look, I'm feeling something here. And once you start taking that, there's a beautiful saying, every thousand mile journey starts with one tiny step. Take a step off the fence now onto that side 
that is, your ego's going, no, don't go over there, don't go over there, because you ain't going to be able to go out with drinks with your mates, you ain't going to be able to get into that circle, they're always talking about conspiracy theories, bearing in mind that, you know, a lot of them are just listening to BBC, which is not really the best source of information, is take that tiny step for yourself, appreciate yourself for taking that step, because it is brave, but I promise you, after you take that first little step down this wormhole, okay, I'm, I'm going to preempt you, you will probably experience anger. I did. But I'm hoping in advance by telling you, I, need, I wish I'd have got over that part quicker. You're going to experience your nearest and dearest spouses, kids. Unfortunately, I've heard so many stories over the last 20 years where people fall out because they can't handle this change in, in you. But if this change in you is your truth, and it makes you feel better about you, then that's your step to take. And nobody else can tell you that you're right or you're wrong, because that's not how truth works. There's not a right or wrong to truth. It's an infinity energy source that all of us are entitled to be a part of. And once you do become a part of it, you just realize you ain't even got to worry about being right or wrong anymore. All you're going to be enjoying is... I'm going with my, finally, I'm going with my feelings. Yeah, I'm not going out with them on Saturday night now. Who gives a toss? I'm going to sit in, I'm going to do a bit of research or something that actually interests me. I might exercise, I might walk the dog, I might spend some time with the kids. You start realising how much of your energy you've been wasting on absolute frap that means nothing to you, and you can start putting it back into yourself. Because I'm telling you, you're the only you that ever was, is, or will be, which means you're pretty special. And I'm just going to try to simplify it just into the difference between our thoughts and feelings as well, because they are two completely separate things. But most of the time we get caught up in our thoughts. We're always in our head. And I'll give an example for me. So I've been a personal trainer. I was for 16 years. I think I was a pretty good personal trainer in terms of my approach. It was a holistic way. I didn't like to be titled as a personal trainer because there was a lot of bad trainers out there was met with a lot of judgment, especially went to some of these top black tie parties and people were like, what do you do? Uh, uh, I never used to like answer it because I worried about the judgment. So then I changed it. So every time they asked me what I do, I'd say, I love what I do. They're like, what do you do? I'm a personal trainer. I've got the best job in the world. Do you like what you do? <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> because I'm, taking my I'm speaking my truth from my feelings, they now have to answer their feelings. But when you speak your feelings, and this is the, the, the thing that I find with humans, we don't express our feelings enough because we usually worry about what other people think. With the truth movement, especially the recent time, I've been a lot more vocal online, but I still worry about what other people are gonna think. I still worry about putting it on LinkedIn because it's a, it's a corporate platform. I'm worried about putting it on there because I know it's gonna trigger some of my friends. But that's my feeling. And when you start take, uh, speaking your truth and you say, this is how it makes me feel. Why are you not drinking? Because I feel fucking great when I don't drink. They can't argue with that. If you express, oh, this is the way I think, they'll, they'll argue with your opinion because we're all entitled to it. No one can ever tell you or argue with how you feel, ever. So if we start speaking from our feelings, they can't argue with it. They can accept it. And you'll find that their reaction is actually a lot more relaxed than what you was mostly anticipating but when we, when we try to start answering based on how they're going to think that's when the confrontation comes in so all of this stuff comes back to just everyday life as well and 
what James said, it's an exciting time now, but what I've seen is a lot of us are thinking this. And a lot of us are having these doubts and we're having that little gut feeling saying something's not right. You've got that one nutcase friend online who's constantly posted all these conspiracy theories. You're like, <laughs> you. he's, got, yeah, <laughs> he's got a point. He's got a point. But what you're seeing now is there's a lot of us, especially on Telegram. And today, 35,000 views on, on a video and the comments and the people joined. I think our lads talk, uh, our other group, it was like it's up to 600 people it's 20 uh, when i come back from brazil that just shows that we're all in this together and what also is incredible we're posting this stuff now and it's not met with the frustration the anger and your fucking nutcase and stuff it's actually like <laughs> oh, that's really interesting thank you for sharing i never thought of that before i just want to say how brave you are and the coaching that we do we always encourage people to tell their story and when people tell their story, it gives someone else that platform to be brave enough to step up and then speak their one. And me and James have both been through this on our personal journeys. So it's like, right, we can hear other people. I listen to other people's stories first. When, I'm in a, when I was in a bad place and someone says something, I'm like, oh, my God, it empowers you. It, it kind of hits home and it gives you that bit of comfort to then speak your truth. And then when you do, it's met with other people like, wow, you're so brave. It's incredible. I was going through that. And then they start speaking. It's a ripple. And I'm seeing this huge movement at the moment, this truth movement. It's love, it's happiness, it's peace, it's unity. And it's happening on a big scale. And it's, it's interesting now is that we're all coming together. We're seeing this nonsense put on the TV, but we're not buying it. And there's always another option. Now we can go, okay, that's what they've said. Let me have a look at here. Whereas before it was just this big cut off and it's like, oh, it must be true. My mate's really intelligent and he's a doctor and he said it's true as well, so it must be true. But now we're open to, to learning more things. And I think if we can go through life like that, life gets more exciting. You start looking at things so much in a different lens. And yeah, it just, it feels good now. Like it, it's like you can be okay with speaking your truth because you also know it's not gonna be met with as much resistance if you go and find your right tribe and there's there's loads of us now there is there is and and regarding the tribes as well look that, that i don't don't need to feel that it's a compartmentalizing off of anyone like it's just it's there's just people now like because because i'm really the people on the fence don't feel that you have to find the tribe. find yourself find your truth because Harry's classic example, to be honest, what happened with Harry with that video that he made, which he was clearly nervous while he was doing it, but you stuck to your truth. Your ego was, was, was giving you the nerve, but you, you carried on, you was calm. What happened is you got the biggest, most well-deserved pat on the back for standing up for your truth. And then what happened is thousands and thousands of people went, Bosh, have a pat on the back for us, because that's what it is. It has changed, the attitude has clearly changed from our experience, because if we had put that video up 10 years ago, can you imagine, can you imagine what you would have got met with? Like, when I started 20 years ago talking about 9-11 uh, to family members after just doing a bit of research myself, and this is gonna, we're gonna start swinging into, into common law now, which a lot of people are, are clearly showing an interest in at the moment, okay? 
as human beings, just so you know, there is not one human being on this plane that by common law, under common law, is alleviated in any way, elevated in any way above status of anybody else. Not one. Under common law, which is the law of the land, which we are all internationally governed by, okay, we're all equal. So there's a starting point for you. That's a fact. Not the Queen of England, not the, any other royalty, anyone. By law, we are all equal, completely equal human beings. I want that to sink in because that needs to mean something. Because that should change a lot for you instantly. Well, hold on. That's not what's actually going on currently. Just use the so analogy of that. If you just literally had babies run the world, they've all just been come out within, and you put them on, there wouldn't be a hierarchy. Everyone would be playing with everyone. Everyone would be just exploring and, and enjoying life. It's not like, yo, you're better than me or you're not better. We're just being. It's only when we start getting the conditioning that we've got all these labels and titles and uh, di different um, of opinions. But just because one person's been born into the world, they're already a superior to someone else. But if we can strip it right back, just to simplify things, if we were all kids, they wouldn't know what a hier hierarchy is. So it's, it's, everything can kind of come back to our soulful childhood. We say childlike logic, but we can also do it just to act like kids. Bang on. And that's the truth. It is childlike logic because as children, I witness with my children when they go to nursery for the first time and play with other children. Just like Harry said, they just all play. They get on together. So to start with, with common law, which you are all inherently entitled to, to live by, you're all equal. We are all equal. Okay. Now let's start bringing in legal side because you've got common law and then you've got the legal system these are two completely separate entities there is no connection between them until and this is where it gets heartbreakingly this is what the the, the mugged off feeling started from was stemmed from for me is we give them over every right to do whatever they want to us with our signature. So it starts with our birth certificate, as we touched on the other day. For those that don't know, go check your birth certificate out, okay? And this is heartbreaking from a parental perspective, knowing what I did with my kids, okay? When a human is born, you get this bit of paper called a birth certificate. And look at the origins where that stems from, because it never used to be anything to do with the government. It used to be registered, back in the days, you registered at a church, and all sorts, but it's changed over the years. But point being, okay, you get a slip of paper, okay, which is a contract. It is a contract for your child. Split into two. Your child, the human, and then your child, the corporation, with a company number. You sign, love it. Oh, look, it's the birth certificate. I'm so happy you got the birth certificate. Oh, my God, I'm going to frame it. it just know, I'm taking the piss out of myself because I did all that crap. I signed over the rights to my children to the government. 
This is the only way, the only way social services get away with legal kidnapping, legal, because it is legal kidnapping, is because you've signed over them children at birth, and that birth certificate, just so you know how it works with social services, unless they can obtain that child's birth certificate, they can't take your child, because this is how sick it is. Your child, in regards to social services, is actually irrelevant. It's the fucking bit of paper where they make all the money and where they're able to legally kidnap your child. Okay, and I can tell you from first-hand experience for myself and from even a 15-year-old girl that I'm working with currently and her family, how they've been bullied by social services into a horrific treatment that this girl didn't want to take in the first place who, in her own words, felt that she was healing from her cancer. So birth certificates... You sign your children over to the state from birth. And from that point on, just so you know, at any point, they can come and take your kids, which, again, surely that should ruffle a few feathers and make you think, hold on, no. And again, if you think, there's no way, there's no way that can happen. Go and have a look. Go and have, go and look at your birth certificate. Can, look at the differences. Can you just give an example? Because I... All the things that we say, guys, these are the things that we've experienced. And, and the beauty of what we do, we work with incredible people too. So if we haven't personally experienced, we've shared that experience with our clients now. And as James said, James is working with a 15-year-old girl, incredible girl, who has cancer. And her family and, and the ordeals that they're going through, it's got to the stage where social services did come in and they had the power to take the kid away. So a lot of times we don't hear about this stuff because usually we can go through without having these issues. But when cancer comes in, and this is again why we don't like the pharmaceutical industry because we've witnessed from the cancer side that it's horrendous. We could do a number of episodes on this with multiple different clients' experiences. It's awful. It's all money making. It's all fear. Even the approach to when you get diagnosed to, you've got to cut it out and you're going to die if you don't do this. It's you've met with, and again, there's no education behind it. Like James said, the acceptance. If you've been told you've got cancer, okay, shit, I need to change my life at the moment. It doesn't need to be rushed. It doesn't need to be rushed. I need to take a breather and actually analyze, how have I got to this position? Don't need to worry about it, but how have I got here? What can I do? Like everything, we now can focus on our mental health. We can now focus on our nutrition, our exercise, our sleep. We can meditate. We can ask people, listen to stories. We can go into groups. There's a lot we can do without that panic, right? So I want to kind of just show people these things do happen. This is not just us showing the worst case. This is happening right now, and it happens regularly. So, James, if you can just quickly summarize, like, how have they got into play with this? Okay, so with this particular story, beautiful, amazing, incredible 15-year-old girl named Daisy. Okay, she is that name suits her. She's a flower. This, this girl's full of life. So uh, long story short, she got uh, misdiagnosed for six months. And um, shout out to her mum. Her mum, a mother, shout out to every female, every mother that ever gets to watch it. I always do. Yous are incredible. Your intuition, what the connection you have with your children Never fucking doubt. Never doubt. You will know best, mums. You will always know best. Her mum knew something wasn't right. So, um, she, even though the, the doctors kept fobbing her off, no, it's just a lump. In, it's a puberty girls get these lumps, blah, blah, blah. 
finally, after um, about seven or eight months, um, she really kicked off a stink, and they uh, they took her for a, a different type of scan, and then diagnosed her with something called E-ring sarcoma, which is like a one in a half a million cancer, which is extremely deadly uh, and very rapid in growth. Um, only then, two, three months later, or two months later, that's yeah, between six and eight weeks later, I'm, I'm missing out a lot of this story to get to the point, as a six to eight weeks later, um, to be told, no, we got it wrong. Actually, it's not E-ring sarcoma. It's, uh, thank you very much, Terra. It's a classic Hodgkin's lymphoma. Again, horrific cancer uh, and still still deadly, unfortunately, by their standards of deadly. This is what they're pumping at this family. So I started speaking with, the, I'd already spoke with the dad who unfortunately had lost his twin sister only six months, pri- not even six months, four months prior to me starting working with his daughter, lost his twin sister who died in a hospice on her own in Ireland because of COVID, no one allowed to go and see her. All she wanted to do was have some of her family around her at the end. She died on her own. So that's how I met this family, was through the dad uh, and, and helping, uh, trying to help the sister. But unfortunately, it was too late and there was nothing really that could be done. However, this time when he reached out, um, you know, we had time. I, I was able to put a, a care plan in place with um, natural medicine, mindfulness, meditation, everything else that was needed. Long story short, the girl started in herself immediately feeling better. Now, at this point, the, ho- the hospitals are ringing this. Um, at this point, I'm speaking to the dad pretty much every day, or, or the mum. In fact, I started coaching the whole family within two weeks of this all kicking off. But my point in saying that is I was having regular communication with these people, with them letting me know what the hospital said. Now, the interesting thing about how you said, I had my journey with cancer started eight years ago, okay? And... What I've learned, which no one can take away from me or refute, because this is my experience, yeah? I've read pretty much the full curriculum around cancer from an NHS perspective, by the way, and it took a lot of hard work. And that is horrendously heartbreaking when you realize the way that this system is set up when it comes to cancer, okay? But most importantly, I've experienced incredible people over the last eight years, the majority of time that have been told that they're going to die, and not all of them dying. <laughs> Every single time they've improved their life massively and outlived whatever death sentence they've been given, but in some cases, complete healings. Still here to tell the story and live life and go back to the doctor and say, hold on, you told me I was meant to be dead. You know, I'm still here. Eight years later from the first person that I worked with, okay? So this is how real this stuff is. So the hospital run them all the time, and because of my experience, I was able to tell them, this is what you're going to get from the hospital. I was sharing it with you, Hazard, wasn't I? I was saying, look, Hazard, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to... In fact, you was on one of the calls with me when I told him about the social services. You was on that call with me. That's when you, uh, when you had that great idea. Um, so anyway, the hospital won their case, and I'm telling them, look, you've got rights as a human being, all right? Now, this is what you need to say. This is what you need to do, because what they do is they'll fear-monger you with data and statistics on the premise that they're just going to assume that you're going to trust them because they've got a white jacket on and you're, you're going to be the authority figure and you're going to tell them what's best and you'll give them a squeeze on the shoulder just to patronise the point across, okay? But this family, especially after losing his sister the way he did, he wasn't having that. So by preparing himself, keeping, making sure he's keeping, they're emailing him nonstop. So for, he kept managing to, to buffer the hospital back. And I'm missing out loads of stuff here about private scans that they got that showed that the tumour was shrinking, that the hospital wouldn't even look at, wouldn't even look at. 
the private scans that showed clearly that the main lump on the chest had shrunk. So the family were excited. They, you know, they, they, we're now three, three, four weeks into treatment. Daisy's feeling amazing. She's got this new lease of life in herself because she was fucking traumatized, the poor thing, when it started. I mean, she had, she had doctors, the oncologists, at one point when they got the family into one of these hospitals, and we've done a whole video on this, you should watch the video. Anyway, the point being, they purposely split the mum and dad up onto different floors in this hospital in London to get Daisy on her own in this room with this oncologist to start basically telling her why she needed to take this treatment ASAP because of basically she was going to die in layman's terms. In her words, she said, James, I knew what he was doing. He was trying to scare me into to, to saying to my mum and dad, no, I, I want to do it because Daisy's been against this from the start. She felt she wanted to go with her own body and have a go at things herself. Who's to say she's not entitled to do that, okay? Because you are. As a human being, you've got a right to try and heal yourself. Okay, that's important to know, understand that. So anyway, at this point, the hospital has been on it, um, emailing, they're buffing them back. And then, of course, one a hospital trip that they was meant to be going in for um, just a conversation, the hospital had contacted social services. So social services was there. Now, social services will have a representative in every hospital, especially, obviously, around the children. Whenever there's a big children ward, uh, there'll be a social services representative there waiting for that call. Right, we've got a family over here. They're not complying. The first one is, hi, guys. You know, how you doing? And, you know, just checking in. Is everything okay? Blah, blah. And, of course, because I'd experienced it myself, the family were ready. They had their documents, the emails, all the disingenuous information that they've been given by doctors and, and, and nurses and oncologists. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible the amount that this, this family had, had, had evidenced. So, of course, social services backed off initially. So, okay, we'll go back to hospital and see, you know, see, we'll feedback, blah, 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 blah. A week later, Hospital completely ignoring them now. Hospital's now no, no longer phoning them, interestingly anymore. No longer phoning them every day, you need to get Daisy in, you need to get Daisy in. They went completely quiet on them, which panicked the family even more so. Because they, they phoned up James, you know, they're, they're not answering our emails. I said, you know why? It's because they're, they're, they're planning their next course of action. And it was around this time that I spoke to you, Harry, uh, and said, right, you jumped on the call with me, with the mum and dad. And it was at that point I explained to them how social services work. And oh, what was it like? There's a, there's a deafening silence because you don't realise that you don't have control of your kids. And because we don't hear these stories, all of a sudden that we're taking your kid to do this treatment, if, whether you like it or not. And you literally can't, there's nothing you can do about it. And when that penny... Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram. On Telegram, if you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil, forward slash cannabis oil, forward slash THC oil. You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com.
www.thebeautyfulmind.com. And again, love to all.